I'm gonna go from pissed off to really pissed off by the end of this. I'm Justin. Yes. I'm Sam. Feather Arrow and a man who looks like Barry Manilow. I'm Jackie, and this is Gas on Sticker Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hello, welcome to Sneaker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin, with me, always, Jackie and Sam. Uh, this is Gas, or... There's only one A, so it's Gas... Gas... <laughs> or a much longer title. Uh, the only way to save the world is destroy it or something like something that. Something like and, that. Like how I learned to love the bomb, stop worrying and love the bomb. Nice try, Roger Corman. Directed by Roger Corman. Uh, produced by Roger Corman. Um, Actually, Arkov produced it. Oh, Samuel uh, Z. Arkov yeah. produced. Uh, That's uh, what you get for trying yeah. to steal Sam's thunder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always give the, uh, you know, the, the principles at the beginning of the movie. Um, psychedelic. Uh, yes. social commentary about the 60s and moving on to the 70s, a lot of Vietnam uh, introspective stuff while also saying, let's bang! Yep. Finger bang, Kinda. Bang. I mean, it did get there. Uh, it got to pre-love quite a bit. A li- yeah, but yeah. even then it was confused about that half the time. Right. And it's okay to rape people. Yeah, well, uh, we'll get into that. God, I just don't want to get into that. But um, yeah, you know, there's some bad things that are in this movie and portrayed as like, eh, that's just the way it is. Um, thanks, 1970s youth. Yeah. Um, I feel gross. Like, I don't feel good about mankind, like, at all after watching that. Yeah, I think we're headed in the wrong direction, and it seems like we've always been in there. If you go back and watch a movie from 1970, and you're like, "God damn it!" Fucking crack open a history book if you want to get depressed. <laughs> what we've been doing this shit the whole time? Oh, oh man! Oh, this has been a problem since 1400. Yeah, awesome. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Is the title of this movie? Ugh. Um. Sam, uh, uh, to those uh, coming back, maybe uh, maybe you recognize a familiar voice that you haven't heard for a couple weeks. Uh, Jackie is here after a brief sabbatical. It seems like you're the only one that gets sabbaticals. That's kind of unfair. That's because I'm fucking awesome and I travel. Oh. She is a doctor, so she can get sabbaticals because we can't do that because we don't. Like you have to be, you have to if have a just, certificate. It's like your passport. Like, oh yes, can I see your ba- sabbatical uh, documentation? I feel like you can't get a job where you can take sabbaticals until uh-huh. you're a doctor. Okay, all right. Whereas when we would do that, we would either be taking a vacation or quitting. Right, <laughs> mostly quitting, <laughs> or being I, fired. My thing is just getting quitting and getting fired. Like, so yeah, my one of my film professors officially teaches at Valparaiso now, 
But he was on sabbatical at Boise State for like four years before they're like, I don't think he works here anymore. <laughs> uh, Jackie, how was your sabbatical? <clears throat> it was good. Yeah. I took my mother to Tijuana. To Tijuana. Mexico. Okay. And, and now every single listener is going, oh, she's going to say something about donkey shows. She's going to say something about donkey shows. I did ask about them. What? How do you ask about donkey shows? So we paid this, this you see a guy person. With a donkey. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I have two donkey stories. Okay. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. So I asked our, I paid for a shopping tour for this person to take us around all these different places so we'd go shopping, right? Uh-huh. And I asked her about a donkey show and she was like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, excuse me, um, where is the yeah. donkey show on this tour? Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, donkey show? I'm like, uh, never mind. So basically you just like walked across the border to Mexico, grabbed the first person you saw and went, where's the donkey show? <laughs> yeah. And then they, the lady just kind of looked at me like either that I was a major pervert or... There was no such thing as a donkey show. It can't be real. I don't know, man. But then, but then, gentlemen, okay. we went to the main shopping area of Tijuana. Okay. And we're walking through. And on every corner, both left and right, well, there is a donkey. technically four corners. Yeah, so on every corner, <laughs> every corner, there is a white donkey uh-huh. that they have painted to look like a zebra. Like the uh, Beastmaster's panther. Yeah. Okay. They paint them from a young age. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? Yeah. So they, they paint these donkeys to look like zebra donkeys. And then they make them wear little hats. Some of them had hats. Some of them had uh, like little carts that were attached to them and with flowers around their necks and stuff. Right. And you could pay money to feed these donkeys or take your picture with them. It sounds like a donkey show to me. That's but not the kind that we were talking right. about. It's just <laughs> yeah. like they're donkeys for show. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I asked the lady, I'm like, why does that donkey look like a zebra? She's like, oh, they paint them for, for the tourists. For what possible reason? For the tourists. But, so that we can have zebra donkeys here in Tijuana so that people will come to see the donkeys. I I don't have any interest. Yeah, they have like all these little weird knickknacks with these donkeys on them. It, it's just a tourism thing. But it means nothing. Donkeys don't seem to fucking care. Like, I... <laughs> They're so, show donkeys, Justin. Like, they're not, they're not carrying the marijuana from anywhere. They're not part of the drug world. Yeah, they're, the they don- are show yeah. donkeys. I don't think you know where marijuana comes from, but okay. <laughs> I don't, but that's okay. From borough caravans. <laughs> borough caravans. There's a land where the donkeys rule the pot. Um, <laughs> so these donkeys, they you know, they just fucking they're like celebrities down there. And they just stand there all day long. Yeah. They don't okay. fucking care. They're just like, do, 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 give me some food. Sure beats working. What, yeah. What about the shit? What about the donkey shit? I didn't see any donkey shit. I think they pick it up. Okay. So Road like, apples are kind of like horse shit and donkey shit. They're, it's pretty easy to clean up because they're herbivores. Yeah. So you just get like a snow shovel or something and just scoop it up immediately and keep your keep your streets clean. Well, you want people to come to your donkey, right? You don't want your donkey to smell like shit, or they'll okay. just go across the street to the other donkey. Right. Hey, I'm going to go check out the clean donkey. This this donkey's <laughs> covered in dung. Yeah, this donkey has a big pile of shit behind it. I'll go over to the other donkey. <laughs> so, you know, if you ever go down to Tijuana, you're going to see some sweet donkeys with costumes on. <laughs> That's so weird. And uh, it's a big deal down there. So there's a donkey show. It's just not at all what we thought. No, yeah. it's huh. not. That's something else. They're show donkeys. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, 
we're ready to talk about this movie. Sure. Sam, you have dug through the interwebs. The interwebs. And, uh, There's the, actually a shitload about this movie, but I picked the only thing I found interesting. Okay. He's like, the one thing. There's bring. a lot of, like, bring it, meandering. So, uh, George Armitage wrote the script, and they shopped it a little bit. Okay. And pretty much every studio said, it's going to take $2 million to do this. Why? So, Corman, like, bought the rights back and then made... He's like, well, I'll just do it for 300000 Fine, Fine, whatever. <laughs> was he just like throwing out a number like, oh, it's going to, you're going to have to write a check for $2 million knowing that it's only going to cost three hundred because there's no. nothing here. Well, they it's, travel, but who knows what the original script looked like? Sure. Okay. That's one problem yeah. with this. Explosions and space battles. Yeah. Uh, there was some more expensive art pieces probably that could have been put into the movie mm-hmm. but he was like I can do this for 300,000 it's fine I'll do it with AIP yeah have you seen Easy Rider I mean come on dude <laughs> yeah so they rewrite everything every day that happens and beyond that it appears that Corman when he left to do his Red Baron movie for Uni- United Artists right after this which I think it was Von Richtenstein and Brown okay this other producer that works under Arkoff, Jim Nicholson, is the one that recuts this. Like, he's like, oh, this came to me completely unfinished, even though he gave him a work cut. And then he just recut it to make less sense, so it's more psychedelic. Uh, so it's it's post-psychedelic? It's psychedelic yeah. in post? Like, they hit a fucking Adobe Premiere filter that says, make this shit groovy. Yeah. God damn it, that sucks. It does suck. <laughs> you, if you're going to make a psychedelic film, you got to start out with it as a psychedelic film. You can't put, oh, we'll just cram some psychedelia in later. The Well, there, I I think that there was most uh, film executives thought psychedelic meant pile of movie. Right. Like, they didn't really get what was going on. They're just, oh, we can do whatever. Now it's psychedelic. Right. Doing whatever doesn't make it psychedelic. No, it, it makes it not. nothing. It makes it a pile of movie. They can't right. make any fucking sense out of. I'm starting to think that maybe I should apologize to you, Sam. You, you seem to be quite disgruntled about my movie choice yeah. this week. Uh, <laughs> Just wait till the end, Jackie, when I start throwing things. <laughs> so beyond the problems that they have making it, it gets cut in a way where I guess what Corman had said is that somebody says it doesn't make sense. Someone says it's intellectual. I think they're both right because he had some fairly intellectual things that he thought he was doing that Mm -hmm. didn't make it through into the final cut. He also said that he was struggling midway through when he was looking at all these ideas that younger people had and that he was old enough now that he was like, all the kids are assholes. Right. So he had a difficult time not, you know, being get off my lawn the whole time he was making this movie (laughs) about, uh, you know, youth movements and we're all fucked, basically. I think that's what he's like. No, if we have to depend on... The next generation, we may as well put our head, put our heads between our legs and kiss our asses goodbye right now. And, and like, that's really a statement <laughs> because at this point in time, Roger, Roger Corman is basically our age. <laughs> like, I mean, he's not the Roger Corman we know who is an old guy. Yeah. He's... He was mid-40s, I think, at this point. He's in his 40s. Because he, uh, I mean, he'd been working since the 50s, though. Right, right. Yeah, he's was, not exactly he's not exactly Clint Eastwood at this point. God no. damn kids. <laughs> this is the movie though that when the recut of this was like the fourth time in a row, I guess, that Nicholson had done it to him. Uh-huh. And he didn't care about the other movies. 
And uh, it's funny because they both have differing opinions. And then Arkoff's like, I thought everything was fine. <laughs> and it's like, well, because they make Boxcar Bertha. Uh, Corman produces that. And then Scorsese directs it. Mm-hmm. That's the last time he works for AIP. That new world is because of this thing getting recut. So right. Bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is the one he'd been. He'd uh, done some work for Columbia. He'd done some work for UA where he had some pretty hefty paychecks. And this was the one where he was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to fuck you guys. I am starting my own studio. You finally I, pushed me out. I've done my run of Edgar Allan Poe. I'm out. Yeah. And that was, you know, I think that he probably is still friends with or was when Arkoff was still alive mm-hmm. because he was able to do that full uh, Edgar Allan Poe cycle with really minimal interference. Right. Like Arkoff just let him do whatever he wanted to do on those. Right. After the, especially after the first one made money. And then. Nicholson comes in and basically pulls a 20th century Fox. Yes. Sticking his fingers and everything. Yeah. But, okay. well, specifically on those four, uh, this one especially. This is the one. Also, the straw that broke the camel's back. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Also, I guess it could have made money had they put it in more theaters, but they didn't. So, so was it drive-in or? Yeah. Okay. They did it at drive-ins, and it still, I guess, like broke even. Yeah. Which See really pissed somebody drive-in. off. I guess it's one of those movies at 1970 that if you're in your teens and you are going to a drive-in and you make out during the whole thing and you go, so did you catch any of that movie? And the person says no. You're like, okay, cool. I didn't either. I don't really care. We made out the whole time. Yeah. If <laughs> you're, you're not missing make anything. Make out in a movie. This is the one. <laughs> right. I mean, I've I forced myself to try to appreciate easy rider one time and i think you can make out through that one too yeah except ultimately for, except for nothing sexy it, that actually is a churn off <laughs> yeah it's pretty icky <laughs> right did you know what the first new world pictures movie was it's called sweet kill the second one was caged heat yeah which we already did mm. right and did we do is this corman's second episode did we do fast well, and furious no, yeah we did fast and furious okay. and uh obviously death race 2000 and he didn't direct that he though. didn't but it's a yeah. corman movie sure. and uh I, th- I thought we got to something else of his but uh, i can't think of off the top of my head um i want to talk about something sure production wise out of the entire cast and crew, essentially one crew. I want to talk about George Armitage. Uh, the only two people who weren't ever anybody's were the two main people, uh, Cole and Scylla. Mm-hmm. Um, Bud Court, we're familiar with. Yes. Who, I don't know if Jackie would know, but in the Harold and Maude equation, he's Harold. Yes. Uh, Talia Shire. Yep, Mrs. Rocky. She's fucking she, Adrian. Yeah. Huh. Mm. She... I was actually credited here as Coppola instead of Shire as well. Right, right. Ben motherfucking Vereen. He's in everything. Is Carlos famed Ben Vereen from music and television and film? I think he's an egotter. Yeah. Cindy Williams. She was the pregnant one. You know who she is? Mm -mm. She's Shirley from Laverne and Shirley. Fucking Shirley. God damn. I didn't look up Alex Wilson. He might may or may not. No, he's Alex not Wilson's anyway. nobody. Yeah. Uh, but George Armitage, did you look at what he went to do, on to do? No, I didn't. He didn't write shit and he didn't direct shit except for one fucking film that uh, you are quite the fan of. Fucking Gross Point Blank. Oh, really? Out of nowhere, this guy comes out and directs Gross Point Blank and it's like, wait, what? What? <laughs> huh. Yeah. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. The only other things he's gotten in his credit list that are of note are those like, Late night 
Corman movies sure. like Sexy Nurses 2 and uh, uh, Gas Pump Girls and uh, fucking Sexy Nurses 3. Uh, mm. And then he directs Gross Point Blank well after the Corman. It's just very strange. Yeah. The Scylla girl that's in here, she's pretty. She's in an, an episode of every cop show on TV. Yeah. That she yeah. didn't make it, but she right. was like, yeah. she was bikini lady with a problem in Magnum P.I. and Miami <laughs> Vice and whatever else. Right? What's your problem, bikini lady? I'm not in a Ferrari right now. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> seem to be. I seem to be not riding around on a mustache. <laughs> it's, a, it's problematic. All right. Well, I charge five cents for mustache rides. All right, it just we, covers the wax. Yeah. <laughs> Are we ready to talk about... Gah, gah, well, yes. considering I have three notes, maybe not. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't that bad. I only have three notes. I tried to write stuff down. Well, my first note here is this, this movie starts out with me having no clue. What the fuck is this opening sequence? Like, I understand there's some context here for what happens later in the film but this is like the shittiest animation yeah. sequence ever it's a the, red bull commercial it's that, a shitty red bull commercial they were apparently the original script had like some bugs like was we're gonna try to borrow looney tunes right some chops, to do like some a chop shit heavy-handed uh good animation sequence that was really ideologically heavy-handed uh-huh Three hundred thousand, you get this, right? But why even have it animated if it's going to be this? Why not just have a couple guys? Because the general sounds like uh, was, John Wayne. Yeah, the same guy was doing all the voices. Right? Yeah. Oh god, it's, a lot of John Wayne in this movie. Man, it sucks. But uh, anyways, these I thought two that was the best part. Yeah, it might be. Um, these two animated characters come out. One's like a fucking General Patton. The other guy is like fucking Einstein. Senator. Yeah, he's Senator Einstein or whatever who just talks in mumble talk. But essentially, the military has invented this new weapon uh, that's called gas. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Einstein senator is like, cool, let's I christen this country gas. And he cracks the bottle against the fucking camera or whatever, which causes the gas to outbreak across the world. So he thinks he's doing it with champagne, but somebody oh, right, hands right, right. him a vial yeah. of the toxic yeah. gas. Yes. And this gas has one effect. It kills everybody over the age of 25. Yeah, but super ages you after you hit 25. There's like X hormone that you don't pop out as much or something. And then once that stops happening, you pretty much age from 25 to 80 in 10 minutes and die. So you have rapid opposite Benjamin Button disease. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so everybody, the world's, it's, this is essentially a PA film. It is. Um, uh, as evidenced by the title. Um, but every, the only people that are alive are 25 and younger. Do you think it's like exact or, it, and, and is it like carousel? If you have your 25th birthday, do you float up into a fucking light show and disappear? It's over 25. Right. So what happens on your birthday? On the 26th birthday? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, you age and fall into your cake face first. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. I made it. No, I didn't. Oh, no. They're like, hurry up and blow out your candles before you die. We mm. want your cake. Yeah, they have, They actually, everybody just moves their birthday to the day before so that they can die in <laughs> respectable manners. 
They're like, I got to shit now because, man, in about 20 minutes, that's when I was born. I'm going to die. Right, right. I want to die on the crapper like Elvis. <laughs> you know, they're they're trying to, like, you know, put themselves on a lounge couch so that they don't. I don't know. If I knew I was going to die, like, tomorrow or whatever, and I knew the exact time, I would, I would go out and buy the fanciest dress. Sure. And then put on a diaper so mm-hmm. that it wouldn't ruin the dress right. after I died. And I would just, like, position myself. So that when people found me, I looked regal. Oh, so like you're doing the cool pose. Yeah. Yeah, right. With right. like all these diamonds and gems and shit that I stole from a museum because you know what? I was alive and there was nobody to stop me. I'm ready for my scene now, Mr. DeVille. Except I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I can't even save this for the end. But if this happened and I was under 25, <laughs> the first thing I would do is go to... The Tower of London and steal all the gems from there and just start wearing them around. Hmm, okay. I think like I'd probably. Somebody's going to get there first. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I need to hop gonna, a plane and fly across yeah. the world. And Walk then. over there and. Yeah, I would start stealing gems from the rich and I'd just like wear them around like tiaras and fuck it. I, I'll be honest. I'd probably do something very similar to this movie. I would just go straight to the drugs. Like, give me the heaviest shit you got, yeah. man. Let's get fucked up. Where are you headed? The pharmacy? Yeah, right. What? You're not going to fucking do some coke? <laughs> what, <Yeah>. bitch? <laughs> Dude, it is time to we renew my love. At the pharmacy. Yeah. yeah. It's time to renew my love of opioids. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah exactly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down on some Soma. Probably do some coke. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably just skip the reefer completely. And you know what? At the end of it, I'll probably like get gassed on H and then choke on my tongue while I'm puking. Probably. Yeah. Or I don't like, even make it to my birthday. Walk out a week later, unable to poop with just ghost white face and sunken in eyes. Like, I chewed up all of the pills. <laughs> <laughs> the CVS is empty. <laughs> uh, all right. So this fall then follows this guy as he builds a coalition of bohemians essentially uh starting with him being on campus with a crossbow just running across campus with a fucking loaded crossbow and getting chased by security yeah um why does he have the crossbow maybe this is him in his unrefined wild man and he's going to become a He's part of his character journey, I guess. Um, This is what I think. I think he's a bohemian. He was hunting pigeons and he got busted. Hunting pigeons. Very bohemian, yes. Yes. He's like, I got to eat. I've heard some pigeon is pretty good. I live in a big city. I remember Ravi Shankar's third album. Mmm, yummy pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) So he was like hunting pigeon and he got busted. Huh. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that, Jackie, but uh, let's run with it. So he's getting chased by security, ends up with in- With no pigeons. W- with no pigeons. Um, ends up in a church and dresses as a father and uh, gives confession to everybody and is escaped now because the cops are too stupid yeah. and or religious. It's, I guess, some Bugs Bunny bullshit. Yeah. Well, they, they have some jokes in here, like uh, the cop goes, have you seen any long-haired hippie people? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we haven't had one of those in this church for a long time. As he's got the long hair, and he passes past Jesus, who has long hair. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was like, oh, that's tacky. 
Or maybe mm-hmm. is maybe uh, Corman knew what he was doing right there. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, yeah. man. It was supposed to be a joke. Jesus was kind of a rebel rouser himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, he told those Romans what to do with their empire. So then he, he gets he, into the confession booth, right? Birkenstocks. <laughs> oh my God, he did wear Birkenstocks and a crown yeah, of feathers in his hair. Oh, yeah. I mean thorns. Oh, fish, wine. What's the difference, man? There's that's enough my, for everyone. That's my Jesus impression. <laughs> Why are you guys following me around? God damn it. <laughs> I just want to be alone with my thoughts. Uh, so then we see him in the confession booth, right? And there's a Playboy in there, a Wall Street Journal. Right. And it's got some picture of a hot nun. And it's like, oh, all right. But then in the confessional is his girlfriend. Or sort of. Yeah, his She's swinging like, lady. Because she says that she's shacking up with the doctor that invented the gas. Right. And, and so, the project she, went wrong, and now everybody's going to die. Right. And then on the other side of the confessional, which I don't think confessionals have two sides, is the cop, and he's like, is it wrong? Is priest, police brutality wrong? He's like, only on Fridays. And the guy goes, well, I'm guilty. And he's like, well, then you have to go help the Black Panthers. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, no. God damn it, dude. Yeah, that was I. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so the apocalypse happens. All the old people die. Or, yeah, old people, and which means the college kids are gonna party through the apocalypse because the very next well, thing they do is start having a swinging groovy party. That's what happens. Is that you get a heavy dose of reality. They go up to the roof. There's people in charge. The college Republicans are going to keep order, Mm -hmm. maintain that last like eight minutes. Right. And now it's a fucking kegger. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. For how long? (laughs) Until it's, until the college burns the rest of the way down. Right. That's, the, it's descended into complete chaos. What? There. I don't still get my trust fund? Yeah. No way. University of Virginia is done for. <laughs> yes. And this university, these kids are fucking dumb because everybody knows that the first thing you do is you go out and get all the food that you like, right? There's nobody making Doritos and, right. and snowballs uh-huh. and shit uh-huh. like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go stock up for you these parties. You don't have time to party. Yeah, well, you know, you drink beer because, you know, there's obviously no drinking and driving laws anymore. Right. So you go get in your car and you're drinking beer with your friends and you go down to the local A&P or your supermarket and and you load up uh-huh. because eventually you're going to be like the Donald Pleasance of parties. The Donald Pleasance of parties? I suppose. You want to go with the old spice. No, 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 that, that's <laughs> Jack Palance. That's oh, Jack Palance yeah. of parties. Sorry. Donald Pleasance would be like, unfortunately, I've eaten all the Doritos. <laughs> we need Jack Palance and Donald Pleasance to one time team up for a buddy cop movie. <laughs> oh, that would, that, that would be a good. non-mover. <laughs> and it would have just basically been rush hour before the Jay Leno, Pat Morita thing, like, you know, the 70s version of Rush Hour. <laughs> it would just be two men sitting silently in a car until Palance had had enough and goes, how's your coffee anyway? <laughs> and then Don- he would just be like, actually, it's still a bit too hot. <laughs> Even bitching about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so... um, So... 
they bail whatever campus they're on someplace in Dallas. I don't even know what school is in Dallas. What's, what's their big school? Dallas has got a fu- Dallas is huge. Right. But what's their big one? The big one? Yeah. The like, neither of the big ones. Texas Tech? Is that? No. Nope. That's nope. in uh, they're all, Houston. The really famous ones from Texas are not in Dallas. So um, it could yeah. be anybody un- university. And right. The, I think the biggest football team out of Dallas, Fort Worth is TCU. And that's a small school. Right. But that's in Fort Worth. That's in Fort Worth. Yeah. Texas is in Austin. Uh, Texas A and M is in College Station. Yeah, yeah. So nobody good is in Dallas. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what what school they're at. But uh, SMU. Oh, maybe SMU. Yeah, 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 yeah. Write us and tell us any uh, attendees of SMU if you have a crossbow um, and pigeons, apparently. And so th- they're like, dude, we need to bail. This party's over. I guess. Uh, we didn't get enough ding dongs, and now the guy that has all the ding dongs is a shirtless Nazi, kind of. Oh, the ladies are getting the ding dongs. Well, no, I meant like the, <laughs> the hostess. The hostess ding dongs. Uh, the hostess are getting the ding dongs. Not the hostesses. The hostess company. Um, so the they're ho-hos like- are getting the ding dongs, and I got snowballed. <laughs> By a Twinkie. <laughs> Ooh. Um. So yeah, they need to leave because the I guess the Nazis are in charge of campus. The or Nazi. this one guy because he found a whip. I th- well, it's because he found a post production voice. Yeah, right. That too. And it's awful. He he says that he used to be a cop before. Okay. You know, before all this happened, he was a police officer, and he's the highest ranking one left. Okay. So now he's the Lord of Dallas. So what? There's no rules anymore, dude. And he looks like a fucking wiener. Like you could he just looks throw a, like a wiener. He looks like one of those guys that you could pick up a rock, throw it at him, hit him in the eyebrow, and he'd be like, "Oh, my fucking eyebrow!" Which and would, he's talking like a German, right? He's a Nazi. He like not because he's German, but because he's his the things he says are Nazi esque. But my problem is, is like even if he was a wiener, and he's got a weapon, it's clear that he doesn't know how to use this no, weapon he gets it stuck under the desk right somebody just beat him up he he doesn't i don't think he's the lord of dallas for very long no 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 no, <laughs> no he's gonna do a little bit better than the college republicans yeah, right. <laughs> but not much <laughs> so how so okay we gotta burn this question now how do you take this guy out if you're the two main characters right you go there for mm-hmm. a travel passport and he's like no traveling what do you do well if i'm at this point in time we've already addressed that i am filled with all of the drugs um i'm not really worried about taking out the nazi i'm worried about taking out the purple bear that's riding an Mm -hmm. elephant in front of me who just also happens to be the nazi so my strategy is basically to uh to throw mice at it Mm -hmm. i've got mice powers in my drug induced state so you're just sitting there throwing air and he's like what are you doing you're like i'm, I'm, I'm feeding you mice yeah yeah, yeah mouse 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 <laughs> like lightning bolt you know lightning bolt <laughs> oh my god i'm going with i'm going to jump in the pool and start going marco and see if he does marco polo with me and then as he gets close to the side i'll grab him by the leg and then hold him under so just if somebody says marco you have to play polo with them dude it's rude if you e- don't even if you're a the post-apocalyptic leader post-apocalyptic leader of uh, a college campus it's just you cannot help it you have to say marco marco polo, polo. <laughs> exactly and then get drowned hmm. mm. yeah 
Then you grab him by the whip and pull him in. Okay. All right. Then you shove the whip up his butt just for fun. Sam, do you got a clever way to take this guy out, or do you just not care? <laughs> I know. I'm actually, again, I've chewed up the pills. Uh-huh. And He's still in the pharmacy. I'm, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm fondling the tits of a bag of potato chips right now. I mean, I don't even know if it's food or if I'm having sex with it or what. There's, don't chew them up. It, it loads them in too fast. I had a mouthful. And a mouthful of somas. I'm drooling on myself. There might be some poo. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be around that guy. And then the, the German leaves. Yeah. He's like, just give him a pass. He'll, he needs to go to the next pharmacy. Take control of that man. No, look at him. He's actually human liquid. <laughs> you can't even pick him up. Just fucking leave him there. Throw a bag of chips by his head just in case he wakes up. How I survived the apocalypse, I was too fucking useless for even evil people to want anything <laughs> to do with me. That man smells terrible. Uh, so they go on a road trip, essentially, across uh, the southern states. Very uh, Easy Rider-esque, sure. uh, as it were. Um, and I like. I want to talk about the car. Okay, yeah, they got an Edsel. It's pretty because sweet. this car magically loses headlights throughout the movie. <laughs> right. Like sometimes it has one headlight, mm-hmm. sometimes it has all four headlights. But the the real kicker for this car is that it's got a stallion mounted on the top of it as a hood ornament. Right. Right. And it looks like it's a solid silver. It looks really nice, like something you'd find at your grandma's house. Okay. And, you know, like, up in her knickknacks cabinet. And I'm Uh like, that's a really good idea. I wonder if I can mount one of those to my Lincoln. Probably not, nor will I allow you to. (laughs) Damn it. Um, Yeah, so the car gets stolen eventually by some bandits who are dressed up as cowboys, uh, desperados, as it were. Yeah. And one of them just happens to be Billy the fucking kid who steals cars and sells them, I guess. Well, I mean, fuck it. At this point, you can pick your own name. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I would be... uh, I'd be a Braxis. A Braxis? <laughs> yeah, Defender of the Universe. I just keep my normal name because it's going to be too much fuss in between there and the chewing the pills. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing that carries over is your name. Yeah, Everything else is... Like, uh, Did you change your name? Why? <laughs> Somebody... I'd forget what it was. Somebody would be yelling at me the whole time. I was like, I don't know you're talking to me. Is it your name this? I don't know. So they have no car. They hoof it into town, and the first place that they end up is a record store because I guess that's where all the cool kids go when you don't have a car or direction in life. It's where Shirley from Laverne and Shirley goes. Yeah, and Ben Vereen, because um, they're there. So they team up with them. With well, some Ben is dressed up like a really heavy racism along the way. Yes, I will agree with that. But he's dressed up like a bandito, right? Yeah, yeah. and. He's talking about the war. It's mm-hmm. still the war to him. Right. And she's like bright and bubbly. And all she wants to do is listen to records. Yeah. Listen to the oldies. Mm-hmm. Bubblegum hits. Mm-hmm. George, what's, what's that guy's name? Not Tim Conway. Conway Twitty. Conway Tim <laughs> Conway. Even... Totally. Dude, that's the second time Dorf has come up today. That's too many. Well, you know, I mean, we just lost poor Tim Conway. So. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So they form a group of bohemians, essentially. A couple more come in, uh, Bud Court and uh, uh, Adrian. And uh, now they've got guns, so they're going to get their car back from Billy the Kid. Yep. 
So they have a gunfight, which consists of cowboy movie cowboy trivia. Yeah. If it appears the rules are, it doesn't matter where you aim your gun because your bullets are made of uh, Hollywood by verbalizing Hollywood cowboys. Yeah. And the, the more prolific of a Hollywood cowboy are you are, the more deadly shot. Uh-huh. Because John Wayne kills the uh, yeah. head guy at the he end. He has to throw out both James Arness and John Wayne to kill Billy the Kid. Though. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. I noticed the Lee Van Cleef uh, mentioned in there. That was kind of... Yeah. Gene Audrey. Gene Autry. <laughs> Gene Audrey. It's Gene Autry. Gene Autry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't really understand the context here. Yeah, I don't either. I thought that this this was where I was really officially off board. I wasn't like happy about anything before this, but when this happened, I was like, "Oh, fuck this movie!" <laughs> I, like, I really don't like this movie at all. Like, it's like, "Ooh, you've crossed a line." I don't even know what it was, but now I'm pissed off at you. Is it just like making commentary about Hollywood in general and about how every spaghetti western or just western in general ends in some sort of shootout and if like lee van cleef versus john wayne in a western shootout john wayne's gonna win so therefore that's the rules i guess i don't know it's not i don't like it it was dumb it was super dumb and it took a long time it took a long time then some fucking Edgar Allan Poe guy shows up on a fucking Harley and issues him a warning about where they're headed, and they're like, uh-huh, okay, cool. And he writes off. Well, he's with Lenore. 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 Yeah. That's yeah. A qu- it, that was a question mark at the end. Oh. When somebody's voice goes, Lenore, that's a question. The woman that's with him is Lenore, and it's based off his most famous Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, 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 oh. Nevermore. Yeah, the Raven, Jack. The Raven. <laughs> His He's... most famous one, Nevermind. <laughs> <laughs> Nevermind. Yep. It has the baby penis on it in the pool. Right, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe and Nirvana are the same guy. <laughs> That's right. He also has a raven sort of like taped to his coat, <laughs> and it's sort of hanging off haphazardly as well. Well, you know, it's hard to keep a taped on raven when you're going 90 miles an hour on the freeway. I'm surprised his top hat stayed on. No. He's lucky that a guy didn't chase him with a crossbow, you know, mistaking the pigeons for ravens. Same thing, right? Anybody? No. Remember that, remember no. that joke from yeah. the beginning of the podcast? We're, yeah, okay. <laughs> Crossbows are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And apparently very ineffective, uh, Game of Thrones. So, um, they continue on down the road, and this whole time they've been passing signs about the Oracle. Find the answers ahead at the Oracle, and there's a there's a mile marker, and it's ticking down the further they drive down the road. So eventually we know where this movie's going to end up. So we also should mention that there is this weird, like, 4 by 4 Humvee thing that's right. painted like the Oracle. Yeah, like an army Like the truck. signs, yeah, right? right. That lead to the Oracle, and it's just following them around, uh-huh. but they don't ever acknowledge it. Right. It's never mentioned about what the hell it is. This army, psychedelic army van is tailing them, essentially. Right. It's just being psychedelic. Yeah, right. Because it never gets explained, no. which is psychedelic. Well, it does, but I don't know what the explanation is. Um. So they find a concert 
And we get to meet Country Joe. The <laughs> Man, you talk about blowing it. Country Joe. <laughs> Country stinks. Joe and the fish. Like, the music's fine or whatever, but then he gets, like, this oratory. He's like, I am the, the god, man. Guy, uh, very I'm- powerful, I think. Hold on. I've lost my notes. Right. Excuse me. He's awful. He stinks. And uh, they have, like, but God talks to him anyway. Right. Like, the God shows up here, and I guess he is in the rest of the movie, too, every once in a while. Yeah, he tells Country Joe that uh, he left his lights on in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fucking the blue light special guy at Kmart. That's how indifferent God has become, maybe, during yeah. this whole thing? Or is God being snarky? Or is God less important than Country Joe, who self-declares that he's a God? Yeah. I don't really know what the context is for God, either. I don't know, but I used to work at Kmart, Mm -hmm. and I got to do the blue light special announcement sometimes. Man, you are a part of history. And it does feel like you're kind of like a God. (laughs) Blue light specials? The blue light special, right? Like, things are going on, like... I am omnipotent! (laughs) Ah, divinity on aisle 12. (laughs) That's right. And you're like... Good evening, Kmart shoppers. Because I always worked at night. Uh, I'm like, we're going to be running a blue light special on blah, 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 blah. And I'm all powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just something about working at a retail store and getting over the intercom and telling people what's up. Uh, and on a side note, I have the power of life and death now. <laughs> <laughs> I am the godhead. You can see me by the fitting rooms. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, the cheesums are 10 cents off. <laughs> Get them while they're cheesy. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, our our guy, uh, whatever his name is, Carl or whatever. <laughs> the main guy? Yeah, whatever. Hippie dickhead. Hippie dickhead. <laughs> I call him the Barry, Man- the Barry Manilow lookalike. Yeah, sure. He He's... has a very ba- Barry Manilow look. I think he looks more like Michael Beck. I thought he was I... like Michael Beck's uncle from from such fine films as Megaforce and Xanadu. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he was in The Warriors. <laughs> and The Warriors. <laughs> okay, so he finds some groovy love, I guess, with Adrian backstage because he runs this continually thing with his lady, Scylla, of, like, sex is just using fancy words, and that's what's hot. You use beautiful words to describe lovemaking. Like soft arrow and things. It, just, it was dumb. Feather as hell. arrow. Feather arrow. Nachos. Yeah. Bacon steaks. Mm-hmm. Um, ten Pickle yard, martini. Ten yard line. Vodka. I, vodka. <laughs> vodka. Well, that's just that's your word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like after 10. Vodka. <laughs> then everybody's like, oh, that is not sexy. You. You just fell down. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. Are you dancing seductively again? <laughs> so for those listeners who may not have heard this story. <laughs> you have to explain an inside joke that yeah. embarrasses you. So I, I, I got to say, though, I, you know, for those listeners who maybe didn't hear the story like way back when we first started, when I first met Justin, I he was over at Sam's house and I was at our apartment alone with all three dogs, with the two dogs that we had at the time. And we had a big dog and he liked to dance and he'd like jump up and he'd get all excited. Right. And he'd dance around. And so we were having a dance party uh, and drinking vodka shots. 
and I drank too much. Vodka shots. <laughs> vodka. You drank one, and that's too much. You don't. Yeah. Tr- you don't shoot vodka. <laughs> oh, I was shooting the vodka. Yeah. So it's... me and the dog were dancing. I was shooting the vodka, and uh, Justin comes over and he's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I dance very seductively." Woo! And I tried to like put on my snake charmer she, dance. She didn't say that. She said, "There's something you should know about." Me. <laughs> <laughs> I dance very seductively, and then the whitest white lady you've ever seen. <laughs> tried to twerk in front of me and I just said you know what I'm going to bed <laughs> fuck this shit <laughs> it was it was one of my more shining moments when we first started dating you know I don't think you do <laughs> Sever hot I'll have the soup <laughs> okay so there you go uh, where the fuck were we in this dumb movie? Okay, uh, yeah, so he's, he's getting groovy love backstage. That's yeah. with some rando. It's not with Oh, her. I thought yeah. it was. Okay. No, it's some rando. Yeah, some rando. All right, and so uh, it's not even a thing because of free love. She's Scylla seems kind of upset, like, so did she give you everything she you wanted? And, did she make you happy? Yeah, and he says, yeah, what if what the answer was no? What if she was? he was like, eh, it was okay. Did she make you happy? Nope, but I'm pretty sure she gave me crabs. Right. This is itchy. Yeah, I don't know what the context here is about free love either because she seems kind of not down with the free love, even though she later is down with the free love. I don't know. Um, I think it's, there's some mixed messages She revenge-fucked those three dudes. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so they find another town, and this town has a parade, dune boogies, football guys. Yeah. Uh, looting, meat theft, mannequin magic, like mannequin the movie, because a lady, a mannequin gets turned into a lady and then kidnapped. For raping. For raping, uh, and conscription. It's a pretty busy place. Yeah. (laughs) Texas is vibrant still. Yeah, I guess. And these dune buggies are pretty nice. Yeah. They got nice paint jobs. Right. And I'm like. How the fuck do you high school kids get a bunch of fucking dune buggies? They're, they stole them, Jackie. Well, I, I'm sorry, but there's probably like six dune buggies in our whole town. Yeah, there's really not. Dune buggies, I guess, even in the 70s. And they were mostly a California thing, weren't uh, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were handmade fiberglass kit cars. Right. Yeah. So what the fuck, dude? Yeah. You just can't just go down to the dune buggy dealership and pick up 10. You know, you got you to gotta make those. <laughs> you got to be friends with the guy who... Hand makes those kits, and, right. and Corman was. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so this town is ruled by the football gang. They're called the Warriors. Weird. And their deal is to use football references anywhere they possibly can to describe raping and pillaging towns. Mm-hmm. Well, and they have banners that say "loot, rape, pillage." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like that's their cheer. Right. Right. Yeah, they've got a cheer squad. Like in a the, band. The whole yeah. town's behind these guys. They are the whole town. Well, not just the... No, they have a parade that isn't staffed by football warriors. Yeah, yeah that's their cheerleaders band. and their marching yeah, band. Yeah, no, the whole town is behind these guys. Like, yeah, go get them. Mm-hmm. Rape and pillage. Everybody but us, please. That's the idea. Okay. Yeah, keep them distracted. Yeah, I guess. Um, so our team of bohemians get nabbed and forced into labor to make these guys an obstacle course so that they can train for raping and pillaging. Uh-huh. They're red shirting. Yeah, right. Right. The They're... red shirts on the big team. Yeah. Oh my god, damn it. 
there's some the guy does okay as the football guy. This is the only time that the movie sort of starts to become like one of those quirky PA movies with their factions that can be fun, like she or uh, a boy and his dog. Yeah, but it never beyond just this happening. It never really develops into anything interesting. No, it doesn't. It's like, just well, that and the leader's like thirty-five, right? Yeah, <laughs> you should have been dead, sir, with the gas. Yeah. So the hippie team tries to escape and they steal a dune buggy and then have a chase in the desert. That's not very exciting. It's kind of like blah, Scooby-Doo chase. It's not even Scooby. They're going like four miles an hour. Right. There's an occasional Benny Hill speed up here and there. Yeah. Sucks. They get away and they find a construction site. But now Shirley, who has been pregnant this whole time is i guess going into labor she's gonna have the baby right uh and so the dudes have to go into town and get a doctor Uh uh-huh and they kidnap this guy who's clearly not a doctor they find the some jack wagon right and they bring him instead right and he's got nothing but bad jokes oh man piles of them it's awful this sequence there's a bunch of dumb jokes happening surrounding this this potential birthing scene there's some guy that's the fucking perv he's got the raincoat his name is raincoat harry he's wanted by the police in six fucking counties for showing his junk everywhere and it's supposed to be funny but it's it fits with nothing that's happening no well he's flashing people and they don't care they don't care they like look at his wiener and they're like oh okay okay yeah um he's just probably i mean he maybe has an average to less than average wiener no, I'm going to go average, because if you had less than average wiener, you would look more That would than be once. something to be remarked. Yeah, you'd be like, whoa, buddy, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. But if you had a huge wiener, you'd be like, wow, way to go. You would <laughs> congratulate him, right? You way to just... go. You high five his wiener. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you just slap it right down. Great job. Do you like that? Do you like that more than average wiener? Um <laughs> Slap you again, wiener, right in the face. I think a flasher would actually leave you alone. <laughs> You're like, you know what? You're right. This is a bad idea. <laughs> I'm changing my ways. <laughs> I think that's going to be my plan if I ever get flashed. You just slap him in the wiener and be like, you like that? You like being slapped in the wiener by a stranger? Justin would be like, quit slapping people in the wiener. Bob Craft's like, yes, I do. Um. There's also some bad things here because Scylla gets kidnapped by three guys. They take her to do the bad thing, but she's like, well, I guess if I have to, I'm going to make it awesome. No, don't. No, guys. She Mm -hmm. actually tells a joke before she's about to get raped, and that's what one of the only three notes I wrote down was, I'm about to get raped. The joke. Comedy. I might as well have fun. Not cool. Not ever. Nope. Yeah. Fucking movie. Um. So Shirley decides that you know what she can't bring a baby into this world right now, so she's just gonna put it off. She just decides not to have it, and that's fine. Yeah. Baby delay. I kind of that was almost something that I could have been like, huh? If this had been surrounded by funny jokes, this would have been the dumbest joke in the movie. Mm Hmm. But here it's the best. Yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. Because when the guy chases right after this, the guy chases uh, Flashy Frank or whatever uh-huh. his name is. 
and honestly trips and falls right on his face. Yeah, but that's not a joke. It's not, but it's the only funny thing you're like, I'm laughing at this because that man actually hurt himself. That's how bad this movie <laughs> the is. The only redeemable thing about this movie is that I can think of three times people trip and fall on their faces. Yeah. And every time it's hilarious. It, they didn't mean to do it. They d- it's not the movie's <laughs> contribution to comedy. It's just gravity. <laughs> <laughs> My all-time still is the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> when they get out of the van on the side of the road and the guy goes and eats shit that's in the wheelchair. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, Jackie cackled like a lunatic in Texas Chainsaw What Massacre. is his name? He's whining the whole time. Oh, I can't remember. Billy or whatever. Yeah, what's a two-syllable name? It was like Ramsey. What do you think Billy is, Waldo dumb fuck? Or... <laughs> yeah, I guess that is two-syllable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. It, I, and yeah. You, right before you said that, I want to let the listeners know, you shot me a look like, no, it's not. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Wilson or something that should be like a yeah, last name. Right, right, right. Wilson, stop griping about everything. Yeah. Okay, so um, that whole sequence is over. So then they go to go save uh, the main character gal. Yeah, Scylla. Scylla. Mm-hmm. But then she's sitting there talking philosophy to these three dudes. She has fucked them she, to exhaustion. She's not talking about philosophy. Well, I guess it's philosophical, but she's specifically talking about women's empowerment and that because they're empowered, rape no longer works because they're going to fuck the rapist harder than the f- rapist is going to fuck them. So, like, dude, if you're going to rape me, I'm going to show you a good time because I'm having a good time with my... No, fuck you! God damn it! Who... Who put this on paper? I don't know that anybody did. They could have just made it up as they were going along. Either way. Like, that is the most shittiest thing that is ever said about women's empowerment ever. Ever. Fuck you, Peter Armitage. Even in Gross Point. George. George Armitage. Maybe. I don't know. God damn it, dude. Ugh. Yuck. Ugh. Okay, so they decide that their bohemian look is too dangerous. It's asking for trouble, so uh-huh. they need to dress like their parents, essentially. This is where he, he puts on the short shorts and the ugly shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then bikers that have a golf course are in the new... Right, they end up on a golf course and get nabbed by a gang of bikers who are golfers. They're golf golfers. Right. And they're, they're democracy people. They they believe in democracy. Okay. They have a council. Uh-huh. Um, they have a sheriff in town. Right. Strict rule set, rule of law. And your worth in this community is solely based off how well you can golf this golf course. Right. They essentially have a constitution and it all revolves around the golf course mm-hmm. and their hell's angels. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, so they, by them dressing like their parents, they ended up getting nabbed because they yeah. weren't bohemian anymore. Um, well, it seems like wherever you go, mm-hmm. every faction wants to conscript you into their service of right. whatever it is. Right. Which in this one, it's like polishing golf balls mm-hmm. for these people mm-hmm. is the most important job you can have. Right. And they eventually escape, but Shirley decides she wants to stay there because... Jukebox. Because there's a jukebox. Yeah. Yeah, it's got some Tom Jones on it. And uh, during the escape... They are pelted by golf balls. Yep. A- artillery. Fire! Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is where we pick up a, a, another black lady. 
Mm-hmm. We pick up a black lady. They never tell us her name, nope. do they? Nope. So we just have to call her black lady. Right. And she doesn't want to be there anymore because she's got an 18-point handicap for this golf course. Uh-huh. So she's never going to make it in, in golf course society. <laughs> yeah. So she's got to fucking leave. I can't live like this anymore. We've got to leave. There's got to be somewhere better than this. <laughs> Where the streets are paved with cheese. Hmm. Okay. I'm surprised there's not a cheese gang for Jackie to enjoy. Uh, there is some chicken. Because they find some chicken, just some canned chicken someplace. Yep. And so they're like, hooray, we can finally eat because I guess we haven't been eating this whole time. But one of them, uh, Adrian, is like, I can't eat the chicken. I'm not hungry, but I'm worried if I don't eat the chicken, I'm going to become a dwarf. (laughs) She says that. She also says that the culmination of all of my worst fears have been realized about as uh, stunningly as I just delivered the line as well. <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, that's why you're not hungry? You've, you've realized that life is a sham? <laughs> yep. I will, yeah, canned chicken's not going to help with that. Oh, I thought she was referring to the the guy. Bud the sungla- yeah, yeah, Bud, that she was like, my worst fears are here. You're the only man left for on this planet that I can have sex with. Herald. Nobody else wants me. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyways, at the end of the day, he talks her into eating chicken and she goes nuts and <laughs> eats so much that she ironically explodes. Yeah. So she's exploded. She's dead. Yeah. And <laughs> Bud guess. decides he's going to, he just wants to be by himself. So he takes off. So now we're down to four people. Five. Four. Four, four. people. Four people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them doesn't have a name. Right. Yeah. And they find a backhoe somehow and drive to a trading post where a Native American man, a Native American man, an Indian, say, no, he's not anything, Jackie. I, I'm not putting air quotes around Native American because he says Indian. I'm putting nat- quotes around Native American because he's a white guy pretending to be an Indian, which sucks. Don't, well, that like, and one oh, of the- you fucking said it all, Roger Corman, by hiring a white guy to play an Indian again. Well, God not to it. mention that one of the. Uh, Indian ladies. It was yeah. clearly Asian. Yeah, it was clearly Asian. It was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm a little confused, but okay. Yeah, yeah and the, the Native American man's like, here, take all your shit back, white man. Your smallpox, your fucking genocide, your Columbus Day. We don't want it anymore. Take, the- take your America back. But the only thing he doesn't give is back is the continual hiring of white people to play native americans yeah, it doesn't give that part back <laughs> and i'm looking at you fake tonto she's yelling like yeah she's like god damn it cindy everybody knows you're korean <laughs> yeah cindy you just yes, sir. <laughs> wait what no <laughs> <laughs> so the end of the uh, end up at the end of the road they found the oracle it's basically a commune, a hippie commune. I thought the oracle was just some painting on the... Uh... Yeah, it was on the rocks and said, there is no answer. Right, right. Oh, I thought that that's where you ended up, and right next to it was the commune. I think and the commune... main guy was the oracle. ...is the byproduct of these people looking for answers and not finding them, and uh, I guess we're over here now. Yeah, we live here next to this rock painting. Okay. Yeah, like, way to pick a shitty spot out in the middle of the fucking desert where it's hot and there's no mm-hmm. shade no mm-hmm. trees mm-hmm. no real live game for you to eat right like, this is a terrible idea snakes and maybe bunnies which are 
both really delicious, just not a lot of food. Yeah, and they're glad to see Justin Hard. because he's like, mice, mice, mice. <laughs> <laughs> some, man, some this different... guy brought mouse for us, man. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, hopefully he upgrades himself to rats pretty soon. <laughs> Wait, where do you get an inexhaustible supply of lightning bolt mice? <laughs> <laughs> CBS. Yeah. All right, so they live there now, as and like they join full into the the lifestyle of this commune, even though the main guy is very David Koreshus. Um, and the but the footballers are coming. They, mm. I guess, the footballers have given up on El Paso and now are going to take out the Oracle. They pillage. You can't stop pillaging. Right. You have to just continuously pillage. Right. Until there's nothing left to pillage, and then I guess you die. Right. Okay. Okay. So and then you're 25. Yeah. Or 26. Yeah, 26, whatever. Um, the hippies, they want to use a peaceful solution. They're going to try to talk it out, but the footballers are like, fuck you. You got 20 minutes to put up your dukes. Yep. Yep. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. You put on Red Cross crap that you found and like, we're the Red Cross now. Yeah. Pull some Bugs Bunny horse shit and it right. works. Right. But then the captain of the football team says, damn it. You appealed to my military, militaristic. Uh, he says he was in the army, basically. Levities, and he knows he can't shoot the Red Cross. Right, but they didn't know that. They just thought he was some football rapist guy. Yeah, that was a pretty big gamble. No, the the hippie dickhead's a hippie dickhead. I mean, the the disguise of Rockridge was a much better plan. <laughs> oh yeah, that was evil. That was an actual plan. This is not a plan at all. It's really not hats. I've got the answer. <laughs> I can end world. I can end war on Earth. Hats. <laughs> That's what happens in this shot. Pretty much. And God is like, huh, funny stuff, guys. Here's a firebolt and shoots a hole into the ground We're where the rest of the cast climbs through and is now part of hippie commune town, too. Yep, they yep. get to come back. The Hells Angels are there. Uh-huh. Football people are there. Shirley's there. Yeah. Laverne. They gave a Laverne hug. Does not that was a movie. joke. <laughs> Adrian is there. Right. Yep. Like, she even, blew up, but she even came back. She ironically exploded. This is world harmony is what's happened here. Yeah. Yeah. The footballers are now part. They're like, woo, commune. Let's yep. party. Apparently, Corman said one of the pieces of the or the weight of the straw that broke the camel's back on this one being the last one he did for AIP was that he claims that the most intricate, expensive, and hardest shot he'd ever gotten in his entire life was for the end of this movie, and they cut it out. No, no. Yeah. So I wonder he had, what it like, was. He had 300 people on that Mesa, I uh-huh, guess. Uh-huh. And did it fly over? No, it was a drop on a crane. Okay. But... Apparently, you could see the depth of field was all the way to like the ridge, like five miles behind it. So he was like, "This whole shot's better than the movie." And you didn't even fucking put it in the movie, right? Mm. Nice work. Um. Finally, the psychedelic army van pulls up, and out emerges JFK, Abraham Lincoln, Mahatma Gandhi, MLK. And the guy from Mad, Mad Magazine. Yeah, fucking Alfred E. Newman, or apparently Pete Buttigieg, according to the president, who is a dumbass. Um, th- what is this? More world peace, I guess? But they're dead because they're older than 25. Tell you, Shire blew up and she's still in the movie. Right? 
Yeah. So, uh, and they're all paper mache hats or masks, right? Right. But I think I think they're they're not people wearing JFK masks like the fucking dead presidents, like like fucking Patrick Swayze. I think that they are visual representations of those people. Yeah, they're supposed to be them because peace on earth. Because the youngsters have finally stopped. They've broken the wheel, as it were, to quote Dan and Arius Targan. Targan, Targan, Targan. Daenerys Targan did, was not the mother of dragons. Danny Tartar sauce has great tits. <laughs> um, so because the youth has decided to stop fighting and choose a peaceful solution, the leaders of the world are like, "Yay, you did it!" <laughs> yeah, welcome. We are the Oracle. They say, "Shake my hand," but you're gonna have to find it because I can't see shit. Right, yeah, exactly. And that's your movie, kids. It's over. Thank God. Oh, man. Fuck this piece of shit. Jackie, it's your movie, so you get to ask the first question. I only have one. Okay. Who is your favorite character? (laughs) Oh, boy. God damn, dude. I would probably say Shirley, just because we share a common bond with cool tunes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I don't... Want to get into a hippie adventure, all a Easy Rider? I just want to sit in a record shop and listen to fucking old Paul Simon. I mean, I guess that's as close as I could identify with anybody in this movie. I would say the lady that took her shirt off and then fucked off out of the movie. <laughs> she didn't even have any lines. She did. She had arrow feather. Oh, she said it. I don't know. That was a VO. It could have been somebody else. Yeah, it could have been. All right. Fair point. Jaggy? I'm going with the Edgar Allan Poe team on the motorcycle. Oh, oh yeah. At the end of the movie, Edgar Allan Poe and Lenore show up and the, the children have done it. Wax yeah. philosophical or right. not. I just like the fact that he's got a fake crow on his shoulder. Yeah. And, that they, and he's on a Harley for some Yeah, reason. they're on a Harley and they talk like they're from Poe times. Right, ye oldie time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're uh, like the watchers of this new universe. Except they keel over and die because they're both over 25. Yeah, they're totally over 25. <laughs> uh, are thi- is this group of six individuals worse than the St. Elmo's kids? Like, are they worse people? No. Really? Yeah. They, yeah, they are. Those St. Elmo's dickheads were really, really bad. Right, but these people are really bad, too. They're... They're, the world has ended and their their path to to be move humankind forward is just a fucking party, man. Let's think about what would happen if the St. Elmo's fire crew got put into this same situation. Mm-hmm. They'd do much worse. They would. I don't know if they would. They wouldn't probably make it out of Dallas because they would have murdered each other mm. before then. Well, I mean, the one guy leaves his baby. Right, his partner and his baby. Right to strangers. Right. The other one is like, I'm fully committed to you, and but I'm gonna go have psychedelic sex with this other person. Yeah. The lady's like, go ahead and rape me. This will be fun. I don't know. I think these people are worse. And don't forget our our lead guy, who might be the most redeemable out of everybody, is completely irredeemable because he is shocked because a black man is having a baby with a white lady. And like he's even though it's not even shock, it's not like he saw fucking Captain Kirk kiss Uhura 
and be like, whoa, you can do that on television? He's like, dude, you realize she's white, right? You you can't do that. Yeah, he's Even a Even though you're a groovy guy, mm-hmm. man. You, you, you do need to know that, right? Yeah. So fuck you. Fuck all of you guys. Well, you all fucking suck. Beyond that, even if he didn't go that far into being racist, he's also a hippie dickhead. He's also a hippie dickhead. <laughs> That's right. We don't like hippies on the show. I don't hate them, but like when they're dickheads. When they're dickheads, yeah. Yeah. This I mean, is this guy is a dickhead beyond I, being a hippie. Right now, my lifestyle is borderline hippie-esque, Jackie. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Uh, you just can't be a dickhead. Mm-hmm. You can be I, the dude. I'm probably yeah. You, the dude is a hippie. Yeah, that's fine. You just can't fucking wander around the earth and tell people their business it's if you're a hippie. Fucking business, yeah. man. Like, what are you fuck out of here? Yeah, you're like, what do you really know? You're a fucking hippie. You're get get on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, why the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you why. Okay. And it leads to my next question. Can you do it in song? Hmm. Yeah. Do I want to? No. Um. Are the did the, so did the baby boomers make the world better? Because that's what this movie is, Sam. Why you ask? Because fuck the baby boomers. I am so fucking sick and tired of them complaining about millennials and their way of life. And then I watch this and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You're complaining about millennials sitting around on the internet and playing video games and wondering why they have to go get jobs when they don't want to get jobs. They want to be, uh, uh, have in charge of their own destiny. It's a cultural revolution as far as work. And you are from this fucking thing yeah. where your your whole goal in life is to just fucking party and do horrible things to other people because that's your fucking idiom? That's why. Now, our, I want to throw a little bit more generational mm. thing out. We're not millennials. We're not baby boomers, and we're not Gen Y. We're in between the Gen Y and the Gen millennials. Xers. Or the Gen Xs and the, the, the millennials. Our, our generation has now been defined as the lost generation. Sure. Because nobody ever fucking talks about us, and we don't really fucking give a no. shit about anything. Um, but, Born analog, had to convert to digital. Right, but you watch this, and I almost want to say that the baby boomers were the lost generation because it's clear that everything that they they do in this movie is a generation of people who cannot define themselves. They have no identity. So they go way overboard and compensate for every void that's filled inside of them by doing all these crazy things. That's why, Sam, this whole film is just a way for a generation to fucking say, this is me, and it's totally not them. Corman wasn't convinced that they were saving anything. He was he was already too old. He was like, these hippie dickheads are hippie dickheads. Right. No, no. no. Corman's statement about this film is exactly spot on. Mm. But the film itself and, and the writing and the characters and the acting, they are all saying something totally different. That we are. Yeah, man. This way is the future. And then in 20 years, 30 years, we're going to look at people saying the exact same thing, but probably a better version of it and be like, how dare you take capitalism away from us? You Ugh. fucking assholes. Like, why don't we just barter? Oh, my God. Yeah. Then oh, you realize this is the up. exact same fucking thing. Yeah. The more <laughs> things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. That's why, Sam. Uh, mm. Anybody else? There's not really a lot of questions to be had with this one. Yeah. Because it is in of itself a question. I have a question. Okay. 
are you guys going to recommend anybody watch this? Jackie, let's start with you. This is my pick. It is. I'm going to say yes. Watch it. What? (laughs) Despite of everything, I thought it was kind of a little bit of a journey and a little bit of a trip. And it's not like most movies that you see. And I thought that it has some redeeming funny jokes. And (sighs) Dave won. There hasn't been a long-haired man like that in this church for a while. That wasn't funny. (laughs) I thought it was. (laughs) No, the guy tripping and falling down was funny. It's not a joke. They didn't mean to do that. You can't call it a joke. Uh you know, I, I thought it was a journey. It stayed with me. It's I'm I'm gonna give it a deal. I am not not going to give it a deal. This is a fucking weird one because I can't, in good faith, look somebody in the eye and say you should watch it. Um, but I can't tell any listeners of this show that they shouldn't. Yeah. It is also a journey. It's it's shittier than beyond the valley of the dolls which we all said you have to watch it it's mm-hmm. film history this is film history this is a massive shift this film is is a fucking uh uh san andreas fault in in changing the landscape of budget movies for the rest of fucking time and what it tries to do and what it tries to accomplish are complete failures mm. And but it's still this microcosm of everything that film was trying to do, telling the viewer what they should feel rather than being a part of that feeling with the viewer itself. Um, so yeah, uh, you kind of have to. <laughs> it <laughs> sucks don't, though. Don't like it. You won't like I it. Hated That's it. the thing. This is a three out of ten for me. I think. It's actually worse than Casino Royale. Wow. And I never thought I would say that Mm -hmm. about something that was sort of like Casino Royale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because in that movie that is just as non-psychedelic and makes no sense because it was also slapped together like, oh, it doesn't have to make sense. It's psychedelic. It's a kaleidoscope. It's like, no, it's not. It's just a pile of movie that doesn't make any sense. In that pile... uh. Peter Sellers made me laugh once. Mm. That didn't happen in here. Right. Right. Men tripping is not somebody intentionally no. making Sam laugh. And Peter Sellers told a funny joke. Like that it was funnier than a man falling down. So you are giving it a donut even with its historical significance. I I can't do that because I'm like, did I hate it? Yes, but I'm glad I watched it. Right. That's the that's where this fucking thing's at. Right. Uh, I'm going to be able to now be a smarter uh, film historian because of it. I this I will probably make reference to this film at some point moving yeah. forward in my future. Whereas, you know, there's lots of other ones that I'm not going to ever fucking talk about again no. that were fun. And so, yeah, I'm in the same spot with Casino Royale. Like, I'm glad I saw it. It sucks. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some streaming do's and don'ts. Um, Jackie, I want to start off with you. Why don't you take point on Life of the Party from 2018 starring Melissa McCarthy on HBO Now? Uh, yeah, I did watch this one this week. Um, about a lady gets, you know, divorced. Her daughter's in her senior year of college. She never finished school. She goes back with the daughter mm-hmm. to finish school. And she ends up being very popular with the student population. Mm-hmm. And kind of gets a makeover in the thing of course fucks a 22 year old of course um that just happens to be the son of the guy of the lady who his husband her husband left um it had some really funny jokes in it and i'm gonna give it a deal really i thought it was fucking hilarious okay 
And I know that it got thrown under the bus pretty hard. Yeah, most people did not find it funny. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was fucking hilarious. I want to just briefly touch on. She was in three fucking movies last year. I didn't even need, know that this one exists because we were looking at Henson's uh, one that was a disaster. The Happy Time Murders for the Smafest, but we decided to not touch it because we didn't have anything to compete against it. Um, and then she was also in that movie that she was nominated for best actor or best best supporting i thought and i can't remember the title of that movie and then then there's life of the party so that, man she's she's pulling danny trejo numbers yeah she's kind of she's shotgunned this year yeah she's just sort of and then it worked about as well as a shotgun right two of the pellets <laughs> hit and the other ones did not right um so good for you melissa mccarthy lover or hater um i'm down with people working a lot um Next up, Jackie and I watched this, and it's a nice bridgeway because uh, it involves the Amazon and Donald Pleasance. Um, we watched Treasure of the Amazon with the Rift Tracks crew um, from 1986, believe it or not, Jackie. I had to look that up. I thought this was like a 1972 movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, these uh, guys go look for treasure in the Amazon, and Donald Pleasance is a fucking Nazi on horseback with the topless... A uh, native woman as a sidekick, and there's a tribe of uh, cannibals, head choppers for sure. Oh, they're just head, head shrinkers. shrinkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, who are trying to prevent the Westerners from coming in and getting the treasure, and shenanigans ensue. Now <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a do not. Jackie, you didn't like this. Stiff. Yeah, I kind of really liked this one. It's that, uh, again, it's 1986, and it looks like a fucking 70s movie mm. because it's got that, like, almost Romero gore to it, like, really bad makeup, like, almost the orange blood. You know the orange blood line yeah. of films? Um, that level. Like, there's so much head chopping in it, and none of it looks good, but it's constant, and it's always like, dude, nailed that head chopping, and you're like, that was clearly a fucking balloon yeah. taped to somebody's shirt. <laughs> um, so I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it moved. I thought it was silly. I thought it was corny as shit. Donald Pleasance is terrible. And uh, it's a grand adventure with lots of piranha people getting eaten and alligators eating other people and um, snakes eating other people and tribal people eating other people and Donald Pleasant's chewing scenery. So he's basically eating people. <laughs> this sounds more dangerous than Australia. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it is the Amazon. I mean, yeah. um, so it's a do for me. Moving on, Sam and I watched this one uh, about uh, Treasure in the Amazon starring <laughs> Donald Pleasant. <laughs> Gold of the Amazon Women, also starring Bo Svensson. Yeah, I was super excited about it because I was like, Donald Pleasance and Bo Svensson. Bo Svensson is a total D-bag <laughs> movie. He's a bit of a doofus. He's he's also chewing scenery, but he's like, dude, come on. His man. hair's all long, and he's uh -huh. young. He's He's young, both right, which is Ish. like thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he was in the Marines for like eight years before okay. he was an actor. Right. So he didn't. He, there was no real young Bo Svensson movies out there. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, he's like fucking Dauber from Coach. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
he's totally dauber from coach and you're like oh this is action guy huh and then there's some ladies and you're like oh here comes the amazons that are never going to take this yeah because off. instead of headhunters there's a of course wonder woman-esque tribe of amazonians yeah. who are trying to keep the westerners away and they're assassins basically from not even the gold mm-hmm. they're from the the real treasure between their legs apparently uh-huh right that's like what we find out and they have like cedars golden pussies no like just they're just regular, regular vaginas, vaginas. <laughs> oh, all right uh <laughs> that's a james bond movie <laughs> is it um yeah they have like the cedar guys and it towards the end of it cedar oh like not like the, cedar the woods cedar like seed yeah like her her yeah the, seed. the men that are there for procreation put and, some man nays inside of uh-huh. that woman they try the queen of the tribe talks to one of them who's like a downed aircraft pilot or something and he's <laughs> okay. like man i didn't realize we had so much in common he's like well you never talked to me <laughs> And then they're like, I guess we're in love now. Of Yay. course. This shit was boring. Yeah, I I checked out, man. I totally fucking fell asleep. And Donald Pleasance only gets to do his thing like once, and it's three quarters of the way through the movie. What does he say, though, Sam? They get out of this helicopter, and there's like natives beyond the Amazons that are going to attack him. And he has his own Amazons that he's co-opted, I guess. Mm-hmm. By paying him more. Right. That's all I can figure. And they're let, like... Wait, let me guess. When he gets off the helicopter, he looks around and says, I'm here for your puma man. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. He says something like, we need to head west. And then they're like, we can't go that way because of blank danger. And he get, he says, I have two friends, Smith and Wesson. <laughs> It might have something to say about it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was amazingly Donald Pleasance, but the movie needed like a hundred times more of that. Right. It didn't have it except for the one time. So that's a do not. Do not from Sam. Uh, we're, so that's two out of three on movies this week. Uh, so next week is my pick, and we are finally going to get back to the Bereen. Uh, we'll be doing pass-through from 2016. Oh, he's done with that one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Apparently for three years. Yeah, so uh, it's on the YouTubes. Um, you can find it. Make sure you watch the next chapter in the Sticker Madness Neil Breen Love Affair and enjoy your week and get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.